Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Golden 20s podcast. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tegan. Hey. And we're here to talk all about life in your 20s, like we do every Tuesday. But this Tuesday, we are talking all about the best and worst advice we've ever received. And I feel like Tegan and I are like halfway through our 20s, Mm. so we sure have received a lot of advice over the years, and I'm sure... We have lots to come <laughs> still through the rest <laughs> of our 20s. I feel like, Teg, do you feel like people just have an opinion about everything and just give you advice, like, whether you want it or not? At least, like, in your early 20s? Yeah. Well, and especially, like, leading up to it. And yeah. And I don't know if it's too, like, being a woman, but I feel like I get the weirdest advice from, like, random people in my life that I'm like, why would... This is unsolicited. Like, yeah, why did you even so say this? random. So definitely a theme, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I feel like we'll start by talking about some of the good advice that we've received. Because I feel like, at least for me, like some of the good advice that I've received have been like an underlying theme yes. in a lot of the like major decisions I've made in my life. And it's things that like, I maybe heard growing up or like a lot of it does come from like my parents and how they raised me. But like I said, I really think it's like fueled me to get to where I'm at today. Yeah. So maybe let's, let's start there. Sure. I mean, I can start by talking about something that I've been thinking a lot about recently, which was trying to decide what school to apply to. Mm. And I feel like this is maybe a period in your life when you get a lot of advice from a lot of different people. Definitely. And so I was applying to all of these different schools to be a music therapist because I thought that that would be something that I would enjoy. And I also did some career quizzes. And that was like the answer I got as to like, what career should you do? And at the very last moment, my mom was like, well, just apply to a school for something that just interests you. Mm -hmm. And so I applied for film at Brock University, which is where I ended up going. And it's just crazy that one decision based off that one piece of advice from my mom, which kind of went against all the other advice that I'd been hearing Mm -hmm. like it was like go major in this because that's how you'll make money Mm -hmm. or like I did the career quiz so then it's telling me what to do but to have the voice say just do something you're interested in and now it's like my friend group my husband my career all stem from that choice yeah which is weird to think about Like, it feels like a big decision at the time, Mm -hmm. but it's also weird to think all the different paths you take to get to where you are. Yeah, 100%. My parents always said that basically it's one of those, if there's a will, there's a way. So if you're, like, passionate about something, there's a way to turn it into a career. And sure, you might not make, like, the most amount of money from it, but if you're content doing what you're doing, like, regardless what that passion is, like, that's what leads to a fulfilling career not Mm -hmm. 
you know, just sticking in traditional rules or like guaranteed like successful roles like yeah. being a doctor being I don't even know yeah. what would be like a traditional like role that you do you know what I'm trying to say though yes. like yeah just do something that you're you enjoy doing and yeah. that's how you'll be successful like yeah I also like the idea of centering the decision around yourself it's mm-hmm. not about what people are telling you or what yeah. you think is good it's about what do you want yeah but Obviously, not everyone I think is afforded. Yeah, and a lot of people's situation. parents don't do what your mom yeah. did. You yeah. know, like sometimes the pressure comes from the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that's a really tough spot to be in. Yeah, yeah. I think that actually kind of goes into my first piece of advice, which comes from my parents. And talking about this, I feel like we are so lucky to have the parents that we have to give us like good advice and support us on these major life decisions but the biggest piece of or the best yeah the biggest piece of advice I guess and the best advice my parents have given me is just to follow my gut Mm. and that is so basic I know but like it kind of goes to what you were just saying tag where just my parents asking me what do you want to do you know I have two older sisters so right off the hop if they did something I wanted to do it too Mm. and I remember so many times my dad being like but do you actually want to do this you know or are you just doing this because your sisters are and like what do you want to do and they really empowered me to make my own decisions and I feel like that's so key and like that's you know how I built intuition over the years is because Mm. it was like kind of my parents doing like asking me those types of questions and like making me think about these thoughts that initiated my gut feeling you know what I mean yeah and that's how I've made I want to say every life decision Mm -hmm. in my life like I going back to your school example I didn't get into my first choice school and I got into my three backups and it was like okay my parents and I went to all the three backups we toured them and Mm -hmm. at the end they were all very different and my parents were like what one gave you that feeling inside Mm -hmm. go there And I did. And same thing as you. I met all my friends, you know, like I made all the connections that got me my jobs and all of these things. And it's just like that is a no matter what decision I made, I'm sure I would have figured it out. And like, yeah, it would have life would look different than it does now, but it would have ended up fine. But it's just like I followed my gut feeling and I'm so glad that I did kind of thing. And even like outside of school, like I've pretty much all my jobs I've done based off gut feeling yeah like I've turned down jobs because I'm like just doesn't feel right how I accept jobs even in like public spaces if I don't feel safe and I just have that feeling inside I'll get off the subway train you know Mm -hmm. because I just have that feeling or if it's at a party and I'm like you know what I'm not feeling like I have that gut feeling I'm gonna go home like I don't know and I think why I wanted to put this as like advice is I feel like we all intuitively have a gut feeling we just don't always listen to it yeah and I think the advice part is to listen to it and Mm. lean into it because it only gets stronger and like builds that intuition over time the more you do play into it yeah I feel like throughout my life every single person who I've had a gut feeling about yeah being bad has eventually yes. revealed themselves about people too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's crazy, and it's especially weird 
when you're introduced to someone as like a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. So your mind's telling you, this is a friend of a friend. It's fine. Yeah. But it's like your gut feeling doesn't lie. Like humans are still animals and they have these instincts and they're there to protect you. So yeah. And my gut feeling first day of kindergarten (laughs) was that Tegan and I would be best friends. And here we are. We clearly both have the same feeling. Yeah. Made that friendship. And here we are, however many years later. Exactly. (laughs) Works both ways. Good people and bad. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I think the next piece of advice I wanted to talk about, which I don't know who told me this or if I read it online somewhere, but it's if you overthink something, you're putting yourself through it twice. I love that. Yeah. And it's, I'm a chronic overthinker Mm -hmm. because... I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so it's like everything. And it could be something major. Obviously, like if you have a job interview, yeah, you're probably going to be overthinking it and stressing about it. But even sometimes it's stupid stuff. Like I have to go downtown and where am I going to park? And then it's like you're overthinking it, overthinking it. And sometimes to just like snap yourself out of it, it's like, it reaches a point where thinking about it isn't going to help. You're mm-hmm. just making yourself go through this hardship twice. Yeah. Like, it's okay to research something. Like, yeah. prepare. But you don't need to, yeah, overthink it. Yeah. yeah. And especially if there's something coming up that's unavoidable, like you're going to the dentist or you have a presentation. Like, thinking about it isn't going to change the fact that you have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes you overthink things that might not even happen. So why yeah. are you even exactly like in your mind living a reality that yeah isn't even going to be reality? Yeah, like, my like number one thing is I get a a message from work or like a calendar invite that's like one on one check in. Yes, and then it's like oh my god. Meanwhile, there's nothing factual that's telling you anything bad's gonna happen but it's like red alert red alert freaking out it's like those moments where you don't have to be freaking out you have no reason to be freaking out and you're just putting yourself through the stress of it twice for no reason yeah and probably when you actually do live it in real life fine yeah it's not (laughs) stressful Yeah, yeah exactly yeah that is i've heard that before too and I think that's so good, like good perspective to keep for sure. Yeah. My second piece of good advice comes from my dad. And if my sisters are listening to this, they're like, oh, God, she's (laughs) not going to say it, is she? But my dad has two mantras. Okay, Mm -hmm. he always says, don't let fear and common sense stand in the way. And the second one, as a classic dad, (laughs) take the bull by the horns and do it. And these, I don't know if you guys have heard these before, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're kind of cliches, but for me, they just like resonate so much. And it's just the idea that if you, again, like if there's a will, there's a way, if you put your mind to something, you can do it. Don't let other things stand in your way of doing it. And I feel like kind of going back, I guess, to like you know, making life decisions on what school to go to, Mm -hmm. what job to do, whatever. My dad would just say, like, 
I don't care what you do as long as you do it really well. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. just put 100% of your effort into it. You know, like just take the bull by the horns and do it, whatever it is mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I feel like over time that really gave me confidence. And again, I think it goes back to your point of overthinking. Like mm-hmm. it's so easy to overthink all the small things and overcomplicate things when it's like, just do whatever you want to do or just do what you say you're going to do or whatever. Like, yeah. I think especially in your 20s, you know, like you go through so much change and you grow so much as a person and it's so uncomfortable. But if you can just like repeat yourself, like just take the bull by the horns and do it. Yeah. Like it's just like empowering in a way, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. My last piece of advice that I've been given is invest in experiences, not things. And I feel like this is just such an important piece of advice in your 20s mm-hmm. because this for a lot of people is when you finally get like your own money yeah. and you're like, I have grown up money. I can buy whatever I want. And it's just like I've never in my life felt like I missed out because of something I didn't get the chance to buy but I 100% have felt like I've missed out on a concert or a Mm -hmm. trip or something like that. Not to mention, like, none of us know how long we have left. We're young. We're physically abled. We're, you know, we have the energy. Now is the time to be going out and making those experiences and those memories. Yeah. And when you really think about it, experiences can shape who you are Mm -hmm. versus the things you buy and in my case I feel it's both (laughs) (laughs) I invest in both of these things yeah (laughs) but like yeah like travel for instance as an experience like a trip can change you you know what I mean like not to like over exaggerate or anything but like it really can it can give you a totally different outlook it can give you a different perspective like yeah you know buying something probably can't do that yeah it's one thing if it's like you're buying something because it brings you joy or it fixes a problem in your life like yeah yeah go for it yeah but if the choice is between buying the designer bag and going on a trip I vote the trip every time yeah see my vote is buy the bag to take on the trip (laughs) (laughs) I'm like (laughs) obsessed with the Expedia commercial that you and McGregor's in yes (laughs) when you were saying this piece of advice that was going through my head yeah oh he's like no one's gonna think back and be like i wish i bought an even thinner tv i'm like yes you and you are right so true yeah Yeah. and the other thing too in most cases like nothing is like like to buy something it's not like a one exactly you're not actually missing out you know like if you feel you are you can always go back and get it yeah like in most cases but a trip, yeah, you can have that FOMO forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. A concert, there's so many yeah. concerts that I'm like, why didn't my friend invited me to see Lizzo oh. right before she got like massive? Oh my and I'm like, why did like why I didn't you just like, go? Yeah, is this true? I feel you maybe invited me to see Taylor Swift with you. Reputation. 
Oh yes. And for I free. said no. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't listen to Taylor Swift anymore. Reputation is now my workout. Yes. Like album. so good. Like I listen to it three times a week for a solid hour. Like yeah. front to back as I work out. Like yeah. Yeah. So true. And girl, it's funny. Harry Styles just announced some <laughs> Toronto dates. Yeah. And honestly, guys, if you're listening, GTFO because we're getting tickets. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But anyways. My best friend and I were just talking about this. Neither of us are huge Harry Styles fans, mm. but I was like, I had so much FOMO not going to his like last Toronto yes. show. Yeah. So Tegan just texted me like yesterday. It was like, Harry Styles is coming to Toronto. Want to go? And I was like, yes, because yeah. I refuse to let that opportunity slip by ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially like big pop stars like that. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than just like guilt-free pop concert like everyone's in their best outfits Mm -hmm. everyone's just dancing and vibing it's a good time yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah i love that i think that's really good advice yeah especially for your 20s yeah and i feel nobody's actually told me that before like i yeah except the expedia commercial (laughs) yeah okay me and you and mcgregor (laughs) we agree on a lot actually so so it makes sense Okay, the last, well, not the last piece of good advice I've ever received, but the last piece of advice that came to mind when thinking about this episode is so stupid, but it was so meaningful to me in the moment. But I, in high school, I was applying to like fashion Mm -hmm. schools for um, university and college, and I had to get some like, you know, relevant experience in the industry for you know applying to schools and I come from a really small town so like this was not really an easy task but my mom and I went to this boutique in a slightly bigger town and for some reason I did end up getting an internship or volunteer position there but (laughs) the owner of this boutique that I went to gave me this huge pep talk okay Okay. (laughs) just like fired out advice left right and center mm-hmm. but the one thing she said and she was passionate about it my mom still sometimes feel like remember that boutique lady <laughs> <laughs> like but it was eye-opening for me but she was just like if you want to make it in the fashion fashion industry you got to grow some balls and that's so dumb I know <laughs> but I was a pretty shy kid and still to this day like I'm not I'm outgoing once you get to know me right but like the fact my mom went in the boutique with me yeah. to talk to this lady tells you the type of kid I was. I was confident, but I was quiet and I was shy. And I remember just something clicking in my brain in that moment. And as soon as I moved to Toronto and I started my career, this lady's pep talk and like growing balls was <laughs> repeating in my head over and over and over again. And I thought about it so much when I was going downtown for internship opportunities and interviews in college and in my job interviews and even sometimes still when I'm like about to go into a meeting and I'm like I know that somebody else is going to have a different opinion than me but I know I need to stand my ground like I really feel like it's shaped my work ethic in Mm. a way just sometimes also you just got to ask for what you want yeah you know what I mean like the number of times I've initiated discussions about getting a promotion like it's uncomfortable but you just gotta do it you know and I feel like that whole kind of part of me and my confidence at work came started as soon as this lady was yelling at me about how cutthroat (laughs) the fashion industry is and how you know you really have to 
chase after it and make your dreams a reality kind of thing i love that yeah so funny like there's been a few random again it was kind of like unsolicited advice but just like the smallest things that come to mind and like at the time i'm like wow like my mom and i left that boutique and we're like wow that was kind of intense (laughs) but it's years later that i remember it and i'm like that's so funny like that lady has no idea she's told me that like yeah but it was just so stuck in my mind and it will be for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) but i guess the advice i'm passing on here is just to if you want to make it Mm. like go after it yeah yeah perfect yeah so I think now we're going to talk about some bad advice we were given that thankfully we didn't follow. Mm. Although maybe we did follow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how we'll we talk explore. about these. I don't have too much of this, to be honest. Yeah. And I feel very fortunate about that. Yeah. <laughs> However, it's not, it's probably not, we were talking before we started recording and I'm like, it's probably not the fact that I haven't been given bad advice. It's just that I knew it was bad advice at the time. Yeah. I didn't even process it. Yeah. So, of course, I didn't act on it. And, of course, I can't remember it now. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like there's this YouTube video, a skit of two people. And it's like when your friend's giving you advice that you just know you're not going to take. Yeah. And they're like, so then you call up your landlord and you say that. And you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm writing this down. Oh, like, my goodness. The amount yes. of scenarios. My parents do that, too. As much yes. as I just <laughs> talked about how great they are and like they gave me such great advice. Two of my three points came from my parents. Yeah. They love to tell me exactly what to say, exactly what to do in yes. these situations. Yes. It's like. I'm not even listening. Like, yeah. Even if it's good advice, I'm not going to do it the way you did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, Tag, do you want to go first? Sure. So I think the first piece, which I don't like have a specific person who was telling me this. It was more just like what I felt like I heard my whole life, which was like, if you want a good high paying job, go into sciences and become a doctor or a scientist or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, if you're not going to do something like that, why even bother? Mm -hmm. And it's like, obviously I didn't do that and I'm fine Mm -hmm. first and foremost, but in the grand scheme of things, I just don't think money is that important that it should play that much of a role Mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. Like I, of course I understand that if I had gone to school for business, I probably would make a lot more money now, but I wouldn't change careers. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go back in time and major in business knowing that Mm -hmm. because I would rather have a little less money and spend my job working in a space that makes me feel inspired and brings me joy like, I just don't think I can spend 40 hours a week on something that I'm not truly passionate and interested in for money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think one like something similar from my side is that you need a university degree to even get a job. Of mm-hmm. course, a high paying job, but get any job. And for those of you who don't know, I don't have a university degree. I went to college. I did three years at college and I don't even know what I got. A diploma? Yeah, I think. Some sort yeah, of degree. No. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was if you did two years of my program, you got something. Okay. Yeah. And then I took the third year. So I got something else. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Shows how important is it is. Exactly. Yeah. This is it. And 
I'm not saying don't go to college and university. I think post-secondary school, you should go. And we've talked about this before. You learn so much about yourself outside of your actual classes that is like invaluable kind of to you becoming like a human as an adult but anyways that's a whole other rant I just don't think you necessarily have to go to university Mm -hmm. and this does depend I think on what your final goal is and even maybe your industry like if you want to become a doctor you're probably gonna have to yeah like go <laughs> to med so. school you know like <laughs> yeah there are some exceptions to this but for me and even maybe for you tag like yeah we're wearing more like i guess artsy or mm. like less serious jobs well I it's like say. more about your experience than anything exactly. else that's yeah. it and honestly i think college i got more hands-on experience mm. than I would have in four years of university and then that experience is what I actually talked about in my job interviews post-grad yeah and it was more valuable than the essays I wrote than the textbooks I read it was I did a like boutique class where I ran a boutique with yeah like my fellow students like that's real world experience I had to get internship hours for my program Mm -hmm. and we can talk about internships in a minute but like that was way more valuable experience and I got a job based off the connections I made at my college because Mm -hmm. also my college professors didn't have to have their PhDs or whatever you need to have to be a uh, university professor but they were still working in the field Mm -hmm. and just like you know were passionate about it to teach it so they were connected and then they were able to you know become my network help me get my first job post-grad help me get those internships so all of this is to say obviously depends on your end goal but anybody who's this is my other favorite one you need a university degree to even work at mcdonald's these days like that's not even true yeah (laughs) and i always said to myself too because I'm not somebody who thrives in school like I thrive in the workplace I said to myself if I have to go back to school like if I ever get to a point in my career where I can't progress because of my education level I'll go back to school yeah I'm telling you right now guys I don't think I'll ever have to go back to school because once you start working it's very much who you know your experience yeah that's what people care about and this is my other favorite thing to mention at this was Uh, one of my past jobs I worked on the marketing team and I had you know whatever diploma I have from yeah in fashion business management and this girl who studied at a university in Toronto here and had her fashion her master's in fashion her and I ended up working the exact same job yeah and again it's just because of the job that I was working in but I was like it's just funny to me that yeah. like I spent three years you spent four plus two or three years yeah and we ended up doing the same thing like exactly. just shows kind of how in this case irrelevant a degree even a master's was mm-hmm. and I think like my sisters are totally academic people they love school mm-hmm. so if you like that like I'm not shitting on university at all yeah just I didn't and if you're in that same boat don't feel like you have to go to university over college yeah well and do it only because you want to and you like it like we were saying before like I have never once been asked about my schooling yeah like I could make it up and be like yeah I went to Harvard I think where your school can become a big thing is to bond in yeah you're like yes where you went to the same school otherwise it's irrelevant which unfortunately no one went to Brock so (laughs) 
yeah (laughs) never happens yeah but yeah or you know like it's where you create your community where you can start especially like in film where it's so portfolio based Mm -hmm. it's like these are the people that you can start building your portfolio together on the weekends Mm -hmm. that's where it's helpful and it's important but it's nothing to do with the degree you get at the end Mm -hmm. like I could have flunked out and had a portfolio and gotten a job Mm -hmm. so yeah speaking of college university I wanted to mention that like I don't this is not something that like a specific person has told me, but I feel like I hear it and see it all the time, which is like your college years should be spent single or hooking up, experimenting, that kind of thing, Hmm. which I did the complete opposite of. (laughs) (laughs) I am now married to a guy that I met on the second day of university and we started dating like two weeks in and now here we are like 10 years later married living together I was like we're sitting in your house yeah recording two this cats episode. <laughs> yeah. and so I think this is just a good reminder that not everyone's journeys are the same and that could mm-hmm. be like romantic journeys or career journeys or anything yeah. so while I do think like it's valid if you want to spend your university or even like you're like I want to spend my 20s single mm-hmm. like yeah that's good for you but if you want to spend your 20s what's the word like Wifed up? Yeah. Well, I, isn't there cuffed? Isn't cuffed? So I don't know. I have no idea. I'm on the single side, yeah, so okay. we don't talk about this. But, you know, if you want to spend it in a relationship, that's valid too. And then yeah. it's like literally like whatever works for you. And it's like I needed that support. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know if I could have done university if I was single. Yeah. It's so funny. Like because you and I are so opposite on this. Not yeah. that our values are yeah opposite but like and I have this kind of later in the episode as well we'll get to it some more but for me since I am still single and I've been single like forever it was it's funny so in my college experience like that Mm -hmm. was very much it was like yes like I don't want to be committed to anybody now I'm like damn I should have like put in (laughs) the work because it's so much easier to meet people at college university like now I have to like go on the apps and it's like man the, the apps the apps <laughs> like man I should have took this more seriously yeah. when it was like face to face you know like yeah I don't know it's so funny to like think back on not saying I would have done anything differently yeah but yeah that's funny okay I feel like kind of touched on um this already but another piece another tidbit somebody shared with me was that you shouldn't ever work for free. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's been a lot changed since I did my internships that I was just talking about. And I know internships are controversial. I know like here in Canada, at least we have like laws in place to make sure like employers aren't exploiting interns, which I am totally on board with. But in my experience, I think my internship was like I said that real world experience that helped me later will help me build my resume and then help me have something to talk to in actual job interviews once I graduated Mm -hmm. and I did them all for free like I did got class credit from them and some of them had perks you know like one was with a fashion company I got to take some clothes home whatever yeah but all in all even volunteering I remember when my sister was in school and she was going through school to become a teacher 
and she was doing a whole bunch of volunteering and i remember my parents being like why are you volunteering like Mm -hmm. you know even i think that's common regardless of what industry you're in like especially once you have a degree or once you have whatever diploma (laughs) (laughs) it's like well now you have this why are you working for free but right i really think you need to build up that experience and sometimes to get that experience you need to do things for free yeah and that's okay Mm -hmm. like yeah I've heard same on like the content creator side is like Mm -hmm. everybody's always like don't do things for free anymore but I was watching an Allegra Shaw video and she's like I still do shit for free all the time like it depends what you want right like some experiences are too good to pass up and you'll just do it for free or it'll lead to something better down the line and it's worth it yeah even if it's something that you're passionate about that inspires you yeah like not everything needs to be about money yeah you can just do it because you want to do it like I volunteer and like yeah I guess it's nice that like my LinkedIn says I volunteer but I'm doing it because I want to yeah it's fulfilling to you yeah exactly yeah, I feel like the theme of this so far has it's been do what you want to do. Yeah, and there's more to life than making money. Yeah, and sometimes Listen I need to, to hear heart. that. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it's so easy to get caught up in it. But yeah, well, yeah. and especially like I feel like sometimes I get stuck in like a bubble on TikTok or Instagram that's like hustle. Here's how yeah. to like monetize yeah, yeah. this, and here's what I made as a small creator with only 500 Instagram followers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you're burnt out. Yeah, I'm already working. Yeah. I'm trying my best. Like I can spend time enjoying things too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the next thing I wanted to talk about, which I feel like is kind of a new thing, is like the anti-wedding vibes, I get. Mm. And I think it's because there's this. a Netflix show where a couple picks between buying a house or having a wedding okay i haven't even heard of the show yeah and i'm pretty sure i haven't watched it but i'm pretty sure like they all pick the wedding because it's like why like who else would you cast on this show it wouldn't be very exciting if they're like i'm responsible so i got a house and so i just (laughs) see so much stuff nowadays that's like why even have a wedding it's stupid it's outdated it's sexist just get Mm. married at the courthouse save the money wow that kind of thing which like yeah go ahead if that's <laughs> you what want. you want yeah. yeah but I just wanted to say like I loved my wedding mm-hmm. even so though so much that you had, had it twice <laughs> and like yeah it is a lot of money mm-hmm. for what is essentially a party but it's like I wouldn't change a thing no and do I regret it because it's like okay that could have been a down payment on a house like I feel like I could make that argument about anything, girl. Like if I didn't go to Starbucks yes. in the last year. Yeah. Like, oh, invested, I would have had this money, you know? You invested in the experience. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like it gave Tyrell and I a reason to celebrate our love with friends and family. And it made mm. fa- memories with family members who aren't going to be around forever. Yeah. And it made our relationship stronger, that mm-hmm. marriage, because we could have just stayed boyfriend and girlfriend forever like here Mm -hmm. in Canada we were common law Mm -hmm. so not a lot changed legally yeah but I still loved it Mm -hmm. and so if you're a person who's still striving for a wedding don't be discouraged yeah Yeah. we support you I feel like that's kind of 
uh, like jaded way to look at things Mm because you could literally make that argument for anything like I've seen friends I had a friend who bought a cat that was like a thousand dollars because it was like a fancy brand of cat yeah and it's like am I gonna be like well you could have bought a new computer with that thousand dollars like what that would be so weird but for some reason it's like with weddings yeah I don't know so I wanted to throw that out there yeah I don't know too much about this I don't it's funny actually and again I'll talk about this a little bit later but like I don't care to be married like if I go my whole life without being married yeah I'm fine with that and I think my sisters are kind of the same but we all want a wedding yeah like because exactly like you said like it's just a fun time Mm -hmm. and like I don't know I think weddings are great yeah Yeah. the memories the Instagram photos (laughs) yeah yeah your photos like memories for a lifetime for sure exactly even like there are relatives that every time I see them they talk about it Mm -hmm. your wedding was pretty lit well (laughs) do people still say lit I think I feel this like warrants bringing it back yeah (laughs) that's how good it was yeah I don't know it was fun I had fun. fun yeah I think it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. It's like that. Yeah, it's like the party of the century for you. You know, yeah. like <laughs> your wedding day. Like that's yeah. what it should be. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. It, it's kind of a bizarre experience. I don't know why I'm going down like a rabbit hole of talking about weddings now. But it's like the fact, like it's the most expensive dress I've ever bought. But I don't regret it. No. My dress was, I think, three grand. But. It's like I loved my dress. I still love my dress. Yeah. And obviously, like, yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of money to spend on something, especially something you wear one day. But Again, it's like, pictures, I don't care. I had the money. I'm glad I spent it on that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Some people are listening being like, that's a steal. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was the cheapest dress at Kleinfeld's. Yes. So. And the most beautiful. We're biased. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, shifting away from weddings and back onto the work train because that's my life. (laughs) (laughs) Though another piece of bad advice that I wasn't directly given, but it was kind of implied, was to stay at a job for minimum a year, regardless of your mental health towards it. So my first job was not the best experience Mm. and near the end of it, I came home crying every single night Yeah, and to the point where like I wasn't even off the bus yet and I was just like, it was partially I was just relieved to be home, like emotional release and also Mm. just like, I just hate my job so much Yeah, and I remember calling my parents and like, I wouldn't say I had panic attacks at this job in particular, Mm. my next job I definitely did, but like there are signs to get out and like yeah. my mental health tanking like that was the biggest sign at all of all and I feel like there's a lot of pressure from everyone to stay at a job for a minimum a year mm-hmm. because you don't want it to look bad on your resume you don't want to have to explain why you're looking for a job you know yeah to your future recruiter to a recruiter when you're only six months and like it's gonna look bad but if you're not happy like quit Like, and it sounds irresponsible and maybe this is me now giving bad advice, but in my case, as soon as I decided I'm going to quit, it was like, that's when the next opportunity happened because, you know, like had I just put up with it, 
I wouldn't even be open to other opportunities. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's how it worked out. And I guess I'm fortunate that way. But I also wanted to throw in here, like, it's also okay. Or I also encourage you to have an emergency fund for this reason. Like, yeah. have a couple months worth of rent and living expenses so that if your mental health is ever at stake but you're like well i can't afford to yeah. quit or whatever okay but also don't think you're above these just for now jobs as we yes, yeah. talked about in the past so between my first and second job i was so i'm gonna quit i don't have a plan and i'm a huge planner <laughs> i don't have a plan i'm just gonna get a full-time job at starbucks at yeah. a restaurant yeah at, you know a full-time retail position and i'm gonna figure it out from there yeah i think a big piece of this too is when you hate your job that much or when you come home crying emotionally and mentally exhausted you don't have the energy to apply for new jobs like that is a full-time job in itself it's finding another job so sometimes you need to take that time you know i'm again this is coming off as bad advice but like quit your job so you can invest that time and energy into finding a new one yeah you know except that just for now job so you can free up you know your mental capacity and energy to find your next move in your career or whatever yeah 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 i love that i totally agree yeah but it, and again kind of goes back with do what you're passionate about yeah. like if you hate something don't yeah, do don't it just do for it. the paycheck like, yeah it's not worth sacrificing your mental health to get a paycheck yeah period. yeah and no one like i know there are all these like unspoken rules about like you have to stay for a job for at least two years and you can't change too much or else literally i think especially with covid it's like no one cares like yeah. i've been fired from jobs no one cares yeah i've been laid off no one cares yeah literally if you have like the good work you have the references like blips in your career everyone knows that there are shitty places to work mm-hmm. that's just like the nature of it yeah and honestly sometimes it helps me if people are like why did you leave that job to talk about how bad it was mm-hmm. because then they're like oh damn yeah that does suck like yeah. Or it can show what you value. Yeah. You know, and like exactly. that can show a good side of, side of you, even if it's a bad side of the company you're coming from. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last sort of thing that I still get told all the time is like, you will reach a point where you're going to want to have kids. Trust mm-hmm. me. It's going to happen. You're going to reach a point And it's like okay or maybe I just won't I don't know like I think also because I got married like directly after that I was asked constantly when I was having kids Mm -hmm. with the assumption that it would be like at any day Mm -hmm. and I asked Tyrell my husband how often he was asked and he said not even once Mm -hmm. So then it's just like some assumption that the only reason that we would be getting married was because I was uninterested in doing my job anymore and I wanted to have kids, Mm -hmm. which is just like bananas. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can have kids if you want or you can just not have kids. Yeah. And that's such a big thing. Why are people so opinionated about other people's lives? Like that's a life changer. Yeah. Having kids or not. You know, like why are people so opinionated or like yeah. 
care so much about other people like yeah and the amount i hear about like you should have kids early because it's easier you don't mm-hmm. want to be 60 at their high school graduation like, like how about you let me decide yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> like well, literally who cares yeah not to mention like just like how i was talking about maybe you want to spend your university years single like maybe you want to spend your 20s childless because you're trying to figure this out or maybe mm-hmm. you're trying to spend your money on these experiences we were talking about that's me yeah 100% that was my yeah. last piece too is this again i feel this is more like a stereotype than something somebody has directly said to me yeah and it is a line from a beyonce song but <laughs> women as- have to aspire or should aspire to marriage and kids yeah me guys like right now i'm 26 years old and i'm like i just told you guys i don't think i care to get married yeah like maybe it'll change once i meet that person yeah but like and like i said i want a wedding but i don't care about being married and i also right now i don't think i want kids like i would rather invest in those experiences like traveling that's very important to me like yeah all those things like i'm not ready to sacrifice my lifestyle to send a kid to school (laughs) (laughs) but that's a huge thing and yeah I've had so many experiences where people don't people ask me you know oh are you dating somebody that's fine but it's when it's like but like people who make me feel like I'm missing out on something and are very direct about like so do you just like never like yeah never want to have kids it's like so you just like never want to be married and it's like it's not that it's just that I'm enjoying where I'm at right now you know and for me doing these things like like you said like being young figuring out who I am what I value what I actually want out of life before I make huge decisions like who I'm gonna marry who I'm gonna like give birth to now (laughs) like having kids like I just want to know is that gonna be fulfilling to me is this what I actually want or is this just what everybody's telling me I should do and like what society expects me to do yeah and in my eyes I'm like my life of course I feel this way but like is more fulfilling because I know what fulfills me I'm not just being like oh having kids must be fulfilling like I don't know yeah it's hard to explain but that's a big one for me as well yeah no I think that makes sense not to mention it's like a big decision like Mm -hmm. it's not a positive or negative either way like obviously everyone who has kids says that it's amazing yeah everyone who doesn't have kids says that it's amazing but the point is that it's like a huge personal decision Mm -hmm. that should just be based off of what you want yeah not what you know your random relative thinks you should do yeah 100 percent so the moral of the whole episode is <laughs> you do you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think about what you want. Don't listen to the bad advice. Yeah. And just do what you want to do. Yeah. 100%. I think that's it. And yeah, money's not everything. Yes. Yeah. Your passion is. Yes. All exactly. right. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this week. So thank you so much for listening. We are on pretty much all the social media platforms. We are at our golden 20s. We're the most active on Instagram. So make sure you follow us there to keep up with us between episodes. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure you're following and subscribe to us so you see when those episodes drop. And we also have a Patreon page, which is your best way to show your support for the podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening. See you next Tuesday.